If there's one thing many of us mention when we talk about property is that it's a capital intensive game. Now while that's actually true, in this episode I wanted to tackle some of the opportunities that exist in the property sector if you're interested in property that actually need you to have zero rent. Hey guys, I hope you are doing well. Welcome to the first installment of the Property Fundamentals podcast. Now we've had conversations, if you're watching this on YouTube, about property in the past, but this is the first time that we actually formalizing the conversations that we bring here into what I will call the property fundamentals podcast. So as I mentioned, many of us are aware of ownership. So this is what many of us think of when we think of playing in the property sector. We're thinking of taking our money and buying either a physical piece of property, either a sectional scheme, either a undivided share, or in certain cases, even um, stock in property companies. So think our listed REITs as well as um, easy properties and the likes. Ownership, if done right, can really be a great way to build wealth. And I think that's why many of us flock into the property space. Well, not flock, but in my opinion, Ownership is the most difficult way to get into property. You know, think managing tenants, think maintenance, levies, and keeping your property competitive. That's all onto you. Now, whilst you can outsource all of those things, it really is your responsibility to take care of them. So in my opinion, as I mentioned, this is the most difficult way to play in the property sector. So what other ways can you play without being an owner, without having the capital that's what I want to discuss in the rest of the video. Number one is becoming a financier. This is me. I work in commercial property finance at one of the leading commercial banks. And this has taught me a lot about property as an asset class. In fact, I would argue that I've learned way more than I ever could have learned as a property owner through working for a bank and funding property transactions, assessing their feasibility, assessing town planning, assessing legal and administrative issues surrounding property, and most importantly, how to make a deal work. Now, you obviously need certain qualifications to do this, but in my team, we've got quantity surveyors, we've got chartered accountants, we've got people who studied um, finance, architecture, literally an, an array of skills that come in and we're all able to work in the space. This is also great if you want to be a developer one day, want to be a property entrepreneur because you are right in the middle of what banks will fund. And if we're being honest, no property owner uses their money to fund a deal. Well, at least no smart one. The second opportunity that you can take up in the property space is being an independent analyst or even an analyst working for a stockbroking firm. And this would work best for you if you like data, if you like research. Um, being an analyst entails getting information in its raw format probably and presenting in a way that makes sense to your intended audience. So it's, uh, it's easily understandable and it makes sense and can help them make certain decisions. You can also focus on certain classes. I know there's analysts who work just with listed companies, but also certain listed real estate investment trusts. There's analysts who focus on giving us information on key disposals and acquisitions. Opportunities are really endless. You can share your insights in a video format as I'm doing or a podcast or actually even in written format. So think a blog post, think LinkedIn, think sharing a thread on Twitter, all of those are possible ways in which you can reach your audience. Number three, prop tech. And this is basically property technology. Now, I actually, I may be very 
uninformed. But I believe adoption of technology in the property sector hasn't accelerated as many of the industry other industries have. But the reality is open source technology or networks have made it so much easier for a lot of us to play um, and innovate in a tech in a tech manner. Previously you would need probably hundreds of thousands to start a tech company. But now all you need is basically a laptop, um, an idea and you can find a template or a code that you can amend or customize to suit whatever um, solution you have to offer. Barriers of entries in PropTech are practically down to the floor and this is just a stark contrast to property being a capital intensive um, asset class as, we, as we've known it to be in the past. An example that I will give you, PackUp, it is a startup started by a young CA, actually she qualified in the same year as me. I love her and I want to be her friend one day. Um, it's actually rebranded now, but it's a technology company that identifies parking spaces, access parking spaces in business nodes. And it connects the people with this access parking spaces to tenants who want to rent this parking space. So she's actually done like a private marketplace for parking. Um, it offers a lot more than parking space now, but that's actually their origin. And it stemmed from the fact that Balisa went to central business districts, CBD or Sentinel or whatever, to visit, let's say, clients. She identified a problem of not being able to find parking. And that sparked this idea that why don't we have for parking the same sort of marketplace that we have for other classes of property? Private property and Property24 are also examples of marketplaces um, that connect prospective buyers or renters with prospective sellers and landlords. Number four, you can become an estate agent or a property manager. I'll look at this as one, but it, it's clearly two different things, right? Estate agents can also do learning, but property managers aren't necessarily estate agents. So if you enjoy selling, if you like talking, if you like selling things and can create, can, can package something that's seemingly small to many of us into this great big idea, then being an estate agent could be for you um, you can start by joining an established firm but I think you need to be actually accredited so you join a firm as an intern um, I think it's an NQF4 qualification that you need and you take your estate agency affairs board exam um, and you become licensed or accredited as an estate agent this will keep you on your toes. You will work a flexible job. You will determine how much you want to earn, which is great in this day and age where a lot of us want to work for ourselves. We enjoy building something that actually is for you. So you can consider that. And also bear in mind that you actually are able to pick a niche as an estate agent. You don't necessarily have to do residential. You can do you can be a commercial real estate agent or commercial property manager. Property management or facilities management is a whole lot different than estate agencies. And I realize that I am oversimplifying the concept of facilities management here. It actually deserves a video on its own. The fifth one that I want to mention in the last one really is you can be a professional service provider. So think architects, valuers, quantity surveyors, engineers in the property sector. Now granted, this would need you to have gone to school and gotten a qualification in this, but you will become, you will serve property developers in the market. And I actually believe there's no greater way to network than serving the people that you intend to 
be close with, be it in business and be it for professional or personal relationships. My husband is actually an architect and he's been able to meet many, many great people through the work that he does and build really great relationships with his people because he works for them and he serves them. Um, and it's, it's actually what I do also as a financier. So in closing, I will say that while owning property isn't for everyone, and I do believe that not every property professional should aspire to own property because there's many other ways of making money in the sector if that's what you want. There's many other ways of contributing in the sector if that's what you want. There's many great challenges that need to be solved. Think ESG. Again, that's a whole other topic. And think sustainability. All of those things will need brains behind them. And those brains don't necessarily have to be the same people who own and provide us with the accommodation that we love and have. That's it, you guys, for the first installment of the Property Fundamentals podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. It was so much fun to bring it to you guys. And I will try, find a balance of highly technical property work, interviews with property leaders and industry experts that a lot of us would love to hear of. And at the same time, giving educational content to people who want to play in the sector, want to get their foot in. So if you want to join us as we build this new community, as we lay the bricks together, the foundation together for this great property podcast that's coming, hit the link in the description box. It's there and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, keep well.